At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. But I'm so excited to have our my next two guests on because number one, they got the best um, the best subtitled byline in the history of marketing. Okay, so you can guess who they are by what it is. Their their byline is they are love on purpose. Now I think most people have love by accident or desire or whatever, but they have love on purpose. And um, man, they're, they're coaches. And they had the, you know they had their story right. They struggled like a lot of people did. Um, but their, their program is able to bring, you know, self-love, a journey, everything all comes together through their own experiences and the experiences of hundreds and hundreds of people they've helped. So they got a breakthrough coaching program. I'd like to introduce to you my friends, Orna and Matthew Walters. Hi guys. How are you today? Hi. Hi Doug. We're doing great. Yep. Good Thanks to meet you. Us, uh, you bet. Still morning. So we have tea. Oh, morning there. Okay. I, I don't lie much anymore. So yeah, this is actually mineral water. It's, it's uh, too early here too, but it's called cocktails and conversation because it goes out at you know four o'clock on a Friday where um, sure. five o'clock somewhere is Bermuda, I think. All right. So listen, I think the topic you guys have is outstanding, of course, creating love on purpose. And um, we can get into the broad picture. I want to take a few minutes on your story and then talk about virtual dating, I guess, because that's a whole big topic now. So I'll let you lead on that. Go ahead and tell me your, your, your background in a few minutes. Yeah. So, you know, both of us struggled in love, right? We didn't meet until we were both in our forties. Neither of us had ever been married before. In fact, I had, you know, friends of mine who considered me like the most commitment phobic guy you would ever meet. My man, my man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I don't know who that guy is. (laughs) But at some point, you know, in my mid thirties, I started to realize, look, I actually want to be in a relationship. I actually look forward to, you know, daily companionship. I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of feeling lonely, right? Right. I'm tired of feeling like there's something wrong with me. So I began a real journey of introspection and personal Mm. growth, started meditating, doing yoga, cleaned up my act, sobered up, all kinds of things I looked at, right? I was looking at my own life and saying, look, if there's a reason why I'm unhappy, it's probably me. Right. So I had to take responsibility for what was going wow. on in my life and responsibility for the choices I was making. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I really became clear that what I wanted was I wanted a partner. I wanted somebody to go through life together with. Right. And, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, I wanted yeah. somebody who was also of that mindset. Look at the way she looks at you. That's Jen. You guys, how long have you been married now? Over a decade. Wow. Amazing. But you know, Doug, we work together every day, so it's like being married in dog years. So it's like oh. being married 70 plus years. 70 years, and you look fantastic. I got to say, that's great. Wow. Years, yeah. um, and, you know, this is the deal. I also, very much like Matthew, you know, I struggled. I really wanted a great love relationship. Yeah. I worked in the film industry and the entertainment industry mm-hmm. for over three decades right. and had a lot of success, worked with a lot of, you know, people whose names I could drop. Um, and I, um, I just, something was missing. You know, there was one time I remember working on, um, on a bunch of commercials, with the same crew and the production coordinator kept us all late, late, late into the night. I mean, after midnight, almost every night and the office um, building where we were renting space basically told us through me, the office manager was like, look, you can't, you have to leave at 10. We, we don't pay for security <laughs> to be here after 10 PM. Yeah. And when I told the production uh, manager, she mm-hmm. said, 
crap, I don't want to just go home alone. And I realized oh, that so I was sad. on track to being hurt, right? Yeah. Because everything should work. And I thought, wow, I didn't want to have nothing at home and have my whole life be about work. Right. That just terrified me. And I thought, what do I really want? And I also started this inner journey of introspection. Mm -hmm. um, I had a little bit more sort of a, of a tumultuous childhood. I grew up in a home with a lot of abuse, quite frankly, emotional mm. abuse and physical abuse. And so one of the reasons I really put focus on my career and all that is because in my 20s, I actually ended up in a relationship with a guy who, you know, I thought he was the guy. Yeah. And on uh, New Year's Eve of 1994, he beat me. Oh. And it was terrifying. It was a terrifying night. I can honestly say I'm only here because our door, our front door was not closed or locked. It was ajar and the neighbor came in and saved my life. Wow. So um, that was really terrifying. It took mm -hmm. me, I didn't have a boyfriend again for four years. <laughs> four Gee, years. I wonder why. Can't imagine. Wow. <laughs> Not just jumping right back in, huh? You know, so yeah. uh, it took me a while to sort of feel like, well, what do I really want? And, mm -hmm. and I, I really look at that as a turning point because there's sure. no way I'd be doing this work with Matthew if, um, if I hadn't had that experience. So, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say, like, I'm grateful to have had that experience, but I'm grateful I was able to, you know, take the lemons and turn it into lemonade or, you yeah. know, whatever sort of catchy. That, that's a whole, other, that's a whole other topic on that gratitude thing because I've talked to so many people that had these major traumas in their life and they come out, even myself, I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy, let alone be grateful for it, you know, but... Yeah, we gotta make we gotta make the lemonade for sure. That's that's a good point. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, I really I, I started meditating and doing all mm -hmm. these different things, working on myself, wanting to be the best version of me. And when I got quiet and I would ask myself, what do I really want? The answer was always love. I really right. I wanted a great relationship. Uh -huh. And I think even before you know Matthew and I even started dating or anything long before that. I really wanted a life that was integrated between my personal life and professional life. Sure. I mean, it's not for every couple to work together and live together. And we're seeing now, I mean, one of the most Googled um, phrases right now, top of Google search is, can I get a divorce over Zoom? Oh, wow. Which is really kind of terrifying to think if you, mm -hmm. you know, spend so much time away from your partner that you're really only together a short time when you're awake all day and that now where a lot of us have been forced to spend our waking hours together. And what does that say about the relationship if you're looking to get mm. out? And so yeah. um, one of the things Matthew and I are really grateful for, like you were talking about, you know, this idea of virtual dating, you know, we've been telling all of our clients and anybody who reads our award-winning blog, you know, for over a decade, we've been telling people take the dating process as the process it's meant to be. And don't just jump right in mm -hmm. the minute you have, you know, the hots for somebody, right? To slow <laughs> things down right. and really look at your choices because the dating process ultimately is a selection process. Right. And also there's a thing, I mean, I maybe this is related personally, but there seems to be like, oh, this is fine for now or I'll settle because this person checks like six out of 10 boxes for me, you know, and I, I think what I'm feeling from you guys and I've experienced a little bit is like, you know, you could expect like the best, right? It's like, hey, universe, dial this up for me. I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's out there. Yeah, I personally, I believe it is. I mean, what your opinion on expecting, you know, the best? Is that well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we both we both had high expectations on mm -hmm. our relationship, yeah. on what we were looking for, about what we expected from it. And we're, you know, you could say we're lucky, but I'd say we were mm -hmm. intentional. 
right? We we put effort into it. It's we, on purpose, we man. Yeah. Walked away. Exactly. It's on purpose. We walked away from things that weren't what we really wanted. Right. Right. We didn't just settle for whatever. Because the truth is, you can't settle for a lifetime. I mean, that's exhausting after a while. You're, you know, every relationship moves from the romance phase where we're literally in a chemical high. We're on drugs, right? We're on dopamine. Yep. We're on mm-hmm. you know, all those oxytocin. Good oxytocin. We're on all those feel-good drugs, and those drugs wear off. Right. It, naturally, it's just the way it works, and we all end up in a power struggle after that. Mm. And so if you're settling for somebody, and there wasn't a lot of oxytocin in the first place, what little is there when it wears off, you're like stuck with this person and you're in a power struggle and you're looking at them going, wow, I wish you were different, <laughs> which is what most people do, right? They wow. look at a partner and go, you were only different, right? If you only thought like me and responded to this stress the way I did, then we would get along. If you only dealt with money the way I deal with money, yeah. right? We'd get along. But the truth is it's those differences that make all the great stuff in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, we hear all the time, right, that opposites attract. and. In a true soul partnership, you are deferring to the other person's strengths, right? Mm. There's something I'm really good at, and there's some things Matthew are really good at, and we defer to one another's strengths. But using the dating process as a selection process, slowing down, jumping into bed, and and the sex part of it, Mm -hmm. um, can really open your eyes to who this person is. Now, you want the chemistry to be there, right? That's a lot of people make is they try to go without the chemistry and they go oh well i can you know quote marry your best friend or whatever um and that that only comes if you actually have the chemistry to start with because like matthew said you need all that sort of gas in the tank of the relationship to make it over the hump of that inevitable power struggle stage that you know the fantasy of this love you know that people Mm. have there isn't conflict and there aren't problems i mean I think at some point, every single one of our clients has asked us, you know, do you guys fight? And we're like, well, yeah. You know, and they're like, well, what does it sound like? Well, it sounds like a fight. What do you think it sounds like? <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we're human beings, but it's what do we do with the fight? So uh-huh. a lot of times what we teach people is not to avoid conflict, but to use conflict as a doorway to a deeper connection. Oh, okay. Right? I remember actually I was saying, but I didn't have a boyfriend for four years after that event. And yeah. that boyfriend actually lived in Hawaii. He uh-huh. lived in um, Hawaii Kai on the island of Oahu, like a little suburb of Honolulu. And I right. was living in California. So he was an airplane ride away. You know, it's like not only was it four years later, but it was, you know, we couldn't just drive over to one another's houses. That felt safe. Right. And he started campaigning me, right? Move here, move here, move here, move here, move here. Hawaii thought, sounds nice. Yeah. Always yeah. this thing yeah. about Hawaii, right? I mean, I was like obsessed with Hawaii in the fourth grade. I did a report on Hawaii. Oh, that's you know? cute. <laughs> I loved Hawaii. And so I thought, wow, you know, it's not like he's asking me to move to Cleveland. Like, hey, 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 I'm from Cleveland now. Come on. <laughs> That's okay. I did. I did move out. It's okay. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, you know, I had all this idea of this, this romance of what that was going to be living in Hawaii. And I mean, clearly that relationship didn't work out, not because he was a bad person, but because he wasn't my person. Uh And I remember the night before I was getting on the plane to move to Hawaii, right, to give this a go. And he said, are you scared? And I said, yes. And he said, what scares you the most? I said, we haven't really had a fight. And he said, I think that's great, though. I think we get along so well. I'm so excited. No. And I said, no, I'm oh, nervous yeah. because how people fight tells you a lot about the relationship and a lot about that other person, right? Yeah. 
And so when you know, when you're expecting that there will be conflict, right? Mm -hmm. And you do love on purpose and you actually gain that skill set of instead of avoiding the conflict, but using the conflict as a doorway to a deeper connection. Mm -hmm. Because the biggest thing about being in a, in a dating situation is you gain information that gives you a red light or a green light or a yellow light for caution, right? right. So a red light is deselect. Right. Yep. Like you collect enough information about the person that you go, you know what? Not my person. I wish you well. Bye bye. Right. Right. The green light is not I'm jumping in 100 percent. The green light is, oh, this is going well. I still want to discover more. Mm -hmm. I want to discover more. I want to discover right. more. And the yellow light is, oh, I'm not sure this, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not sure which way. Oh, let me evaluate further. Yeah. And you're not just evaluating the other person, right? This is where most people really screw up the dating process is they never uh, evaluate themselves. Right. Or how they react, how they react to that person, not just themselves. Like, exactly. is, that, is there, is there, a, is there a square peg in a round hole thing? Yeah. Right. I mean, what somebody inspires or what somebody triggers in you, right? If you spend three hours with somebody and you're really attracted to them, but when you sure. leave the dinner, you feel really bad about yourself. You're like, oh man, I should have. And why did I say that? And why did I do that? And I can't believe, right? And that's not a good dynamic, mm, right? It's not right. a healthy relationship. Even if that person seems perfect for you and you're really attracted to them and yeah. there's all that good, you know, juice going on. It's like, if you're constantly feeling bad about yourself when you're with somebody or when you leave them, yeah. there's something there, right? For you to look at for yourself, but sure. also to look at it dynamic. Right. Yeah. Or the other thing that we see very common is, you know, you've got all this chemistry mm -hmm. and you're hot for somebody, all that hum and a hum and a hum and a good juju. Yeah. And suddenly you're like twisting into a pretzel trying to earn love from this other person. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this very complex yoga pose, right? Like how <laughs> what shape can I take, you know, to get you to love me? And uh, the thing is is we don't really get love from another person. Right. Right. We don't love we share love like you think about love the that. infinite expression of love that you know think about like two people that come together right mm -hmm. like a husband and wife come together and they make a baby and now they have another person there is mm -hmm. there more love or less love right well it's, it's love is love a noun or a verb right it's, it's both and you got to know what you're talking about when you do that so that's a, exactly. that's a good point but exactly. I mean, it's, you can grow love mm -hmm. if you really think about what is this person triggering inside of me mm -hmm. so that you can actually grow together. The secret to growing together isn't some magic formula of selecting the perfect person, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I tell Matthew all the time, like, I used to dream of you and then you came true, right? Oh, and that's sweet. And that's <laughs> true. But I didn't do anything in that journey, right? I mean, it's like I, I, I went on a journey of self-discovery and really, really getting clear on what it was, what did I want in my ideal relationship so that I could measure who I was dating to see if they're a match for the vision I wanted. Okay. Instead, the love by accident is like dating backwards, right? It's like people go out, they meet some people, suddenly they get bing, the zing of connection with this person. Mm -hmm. They fill in the blanks and make up all this stuff about who this person must be because they have all these really good feelings. Yeah. As Matthew said, the chemical high, right? This idea, even our language says it, right? We fall in love, like as if I slipped in a banana peel and I, <laughs> I landed yeah. on Matthew, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't have any points about it, uh, but it would be weird. Like even now, if I said to you, well, you know, back in, um, you know, 2007, Matthew and I decided to choose to love each other, right? It'd be totally bizarre. You'd look at me like I was a crazy person. So uh -huh. this idea of love by accident actually permeates 
all of our societies a languaging mm. around about being in love. Love it. Right? Like, so, we hear from people married a long time, right? They say things like, oh, I love this person, but I'm not in love with them. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, yeah, you know, it, yeah, people say, say funny things. I'm really curious about right now, well, give me a few uh, minutes on what you've experienced with your customers, clients, in this, this new thing where like, you might not be able to see the person for a month and build a relationship in this in this two-dimensional world. Give me some perspective on that. We've got about five minutes left. I want to hear about that. Yeah, sure. Well, that's actually a, a great thing that's going on because what it's done mm. is it's forced people to slow down the dating process. Oh, yeah. It's forced people to spend time to get to know each other before they jump in the sack together, right? Yeah. So that... You know, so that you're actually discovering who this person is. You're actually having these intimate conversations, even if they're on video like this, right? right? You're still having intimate conversations where you're discovering more about each other and you're really learning about the person and not just what it feels like to be in their physical presence and not just have the romance of a nice date, yeah. right? The romance of, you know, a bottle of wine and mm -hmm. those things that sort of encourage us to... In the right, we got the experiential limerence of the environment, things going on, which I guess you're saying is it kind of it can taint our judgment. I don't know. If that's a way right. to, way to yeah. put it. And also, yeah. you know, this this is a great opportunity, honestly. And for the ladies, we say, look, chivalry is back. Like yeah. the guy who wants something just convenient isn't going to make an effort. But there's a lot of creative creativity that's coming to the courtship now mm. with guys stepping up and saying, hey. Let's have the same meal. I'm sending you a meal oh, to, you know, can I have your address? And they're doing, you know, a remote date mm -hmm. where they're eating the same foods, they're drinking the same wines and really having time yeah. on a on a dinner date where they're not in the same physical space. Yeah. And like a guy who's interested in you um, is going to want to do something that really pleases you like that instead of the guy who's just looking for something convenient like companionship, right? Yeah. Like we have this conversation, we've had this conversation for over a decade with our female clients. You know, are you dating somebody who just wants something convenient, yeah. right? Or are you looking to, to be with somebody who really has the same idea of what a partnership is or mm -hmm. is, you know, mm -hmm. is marriage and kids part of the equation? Like if you're going, if you're just having fun, then no big deal, right? Yeah. Then just have fun. Yeah. But if you're looking for a long-term relationship, that guy is going to step up and behave differently, which puts that chivalry piece back mm -hmm. in it. It's, it's, the, go ahead. There's mm -hmm. a, but this is what I'm getting at is there's this dance of the masculine and feminine that seems to have disappeared from the dating process oh because, God, yeah. look, think about like two ballroom dancers, right? If you have both people trying to lead in that dance, you have a dance? No, you have a power struggle, right? Yeah. And if you have both people trying to follow... Well, you don't have a dance either, yeah, right? You got right. something going on. Where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so this idea, you know, we love this idea of like ballroom dancing or some kind of traditional mm. dance where traditionally it is the man who is in the lead right. and he provides the foundation for the woman to do all of her little pretty twirly stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And what we are finding is women are understanding that they want their guy to really provide this solid foundation of knowing that they're cho they're being chosen. Nice. Right? Nice. And the woman's role is to be receptive, right? Mm -hmm. To say, "Oh, you know, like not passive." Yeah, not passive. Like that's the thing, you know. A lot of times somehow being feminine got associated with being passive. Like, Doug, you know me, am I am I passive? <laughs> 
Uh, no, but you are feminine. You're going to make it a great point here. My, so what you're saying is, let me try to sum this up. Traditional dating was like, explore the chemistry first. Is she a good kisser? Okay, we can, we can now get to know, know the person. Now you're saying, no, get to know the person first and see if all those boxes check. And then you can explore the, the physical chemistry later. So yeah. it's, it's different. It's certainly, is it, are you seeing people making better choices with this reversal? Well, definitely, because it requires a little effort right. to connect. Right. And like Orna said, so I'll say it this way and I'll be honest. I used to be the convenient guy. Right. If there was a woman who said, well, you're kind of cute. And she yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. I'll hang out with her. Sure. Right? We'll, we'll get together. We'll hook up. We'll do all that. But I was never interested in a relationship. And sometimes I'd even say that. I'd be like, hey, I'm yeah. not interested in a relationship. This is great. Honesty and works. Go, yeah. oh, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Right. And she would try to convince me to be in a relationship. I'm like, that's never going to happen. Good luck. Yeah. In that way. Right. Whereas now, because there's effort required, the guys who actually want a relationship, right, they're willing to make an effort. They're willing to step up because, I mean, think about it. what you want to do is you want to you want to please a woman. You want her to say, you're the guy that makes me happy. OK, you're but let's let me ask you the 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 the, 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 the yeah. unasked question then. OK, suppose yeah. you get along great as friends. You've had three or four dinner dates. You get along great. You're talking. And a month later, like, let me go and actually see you. And like. She had bad breath or doesn't, you know, like there's no chemistry you're now. You're right. You're not going to know that. But here's the thing. You've developed a relationship with that person. And that's a, if it's a friendship, great. They know people you've never met before. But it's, but it's false advertising, man. I'm, t I'm just trying to be, I'm being contrary here. Wait, if I'm looking, hold on, let me finish. I'm looking for a date. I'm looking for the one and all things look good on the, the intellectual, emotional scale. But then physically it, it's a dud. I'm like, well, wait a minute now. I just blew two months. Well, you didn't if you're doing it right, because you're not just dating that one person, right? You've got you've got people, several people you're dating. Or you're doing a Zoom you're call with a bunch of girls, but one at a time. I got, I got it, right? Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, exactly. is, don't ever take, there's no exclusivity yeah. even once you meet that person. See, this is the thing is people rush into exclusivity uh. because they want to justify the physical intimacy. So if you're rushing to sex and justifying it by saying I'm exclusive and I'm only seeing this person, Ooh. that is a waste of time. This is good. Right? Because you end up spending three, six, nine months with somebody, then it doesn't work, then you start all over again with one person. Right. And then you wait three, six, nine months. And you so start you could all over do like again. five dinner you could do I mean I did it once in college, I had three dinner dates in one night, but those are real dinner dates. So you could do three dinner dates and three nights in a row and have, you yeah. know, three or four people you're getting to know and then we yeah. say it like this, Doug, right? We're saying this to our clients. Nothing is real until you've met in person. Nothing yeah. is real. But if you do have all of that good juju at the beginning when you connect in person, don't, still don't rush that physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Like we tell the ladies we coach, we say, don't tell the guy no. Tell him not yet. Like, hey, I know it's going to be hot when we get there, but I'm not <laughs> ready to get there yet. You know what I right. mean? Because the thing is, is there's something really... Um, yummy about that part that you'll never have again before you have oh, yeah. that intimacy it's the it's the chasing it's the pursuit all that stuff yeah it goes on for that. So all that you stuff. Yeah. so much about a person because you know i was that person where we you know after that big tumultuous you know thing off yeah. you know my 30s and my most you know into my 40s you know i i would end up in this situation, I'd meet somebody, I think it's going great, and they'd tell me all these things they liked about me, yeah. and like three to six months later, they were breaking up with me for the same things they initially said they really liked about me. And I'm like, what's really going on here, right? 
And so I remember once there was, I did this like manifest your soulmate workshop with Uh somebody, you know, and it was um, February of 2007, actually, I remember. And I remember she said something at the time I went, I didn't believe her. Like she said, oh, your soulmate is going to love that thing about you that all the others didn't care for, that didn't like, that they left you over. Mm -hmm. And so I remembered that about, you know, I don't know, early on in dating Matthew. And I remember saying to him, I was like, I remembered. And I, I said, how do I even ask this? So I don't know, somewhere along the way, I mustered up the courage. And I said, do you think I'm intense? <laughs> and I was like, really nervous. Right? Everybody who knows you thinks you are. <laughs> like, but literally Matthew's face was like so confused. Like he cocked his head to the side and he looked at me and he goes, well, I, I don't. I don't even think about you like that. I, I mean, said, I think you're really passionate. And I love passionate people. Passionate yeah. people to be attractive. Oh, much more interesting, interesting right? Yeah. Yeah, I fireworks. I don't like people who are just like, yeah, whatever. It's like, I want people who have an opinion, who have right. a thought about something. <laughs> right. And so a very passionate person, right? I love it. Oh, you guys are so cute. We got to give you the plug. What, what, if people want to have their love on purpose, how do they get a hold of you guys? I uh, can go to creatingloveonpurpose.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a free special report there, seven mm-hmm. major mistakes single women make and how to avoid them. Okay. We also have an award-winning blog uh, mm-hmm. with hundreds of articles mm-hmm. where you know we talk about everything, about dating, about sex, about relationship, about communication, uh-huh. all the stuff that we're talking about with you, we go in-depth on. Yeah, nice. we have a brand new uh, group on Facebook for men, women, whether you're in a relationship or not. Mm-hmm. So if you're coupled up or if you're a dude and you're like, wait, do you have stuff for me? Yes, we're going to be doing a lot more nice. for the dudes and the couples. So you can find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash common sense about love. Common sense about love. That is that is a good one. I like that. Common sense is so uncommon nowadays. I like that. We need more of that, you guys. I love it. Exactly. Outstanding. You guys, wonderful chat today. We want we want to talk to you more about this in a little in-depth, you know, a little short today, but I want to do a longer call with you, maybe in a couple months. I think it's just a really good topic and people need to uh be more intentional. You have some obviously, obviously great wisdom here. So thank you very much. I really appreciate your time today. Guys, this is a great episode with Orna and Matthew Walters, creating love on purpose. Look them up. They know what's going on. They've proven it, and they've helped thousands of people. So check them out. This is Doug Crow with our show is closed today. <laughs>